Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Alec Baldwin, and here's the thing. We're here for Mr. Douglas. Michael Douglas is American acting royalty. Thank you, sir. He's the son of Kirk Douglas, one of the greatest actors this country has ever seen, in my opinion. That alone would ensure him a place at anyone's dinner party. But Michael Douglas is his own man. He has two Academy Awards as an actor and a producer and has played some of the most iconic roles in film over the past 30 years. Roles that have challenged the way we think about family, power, money, sex. Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, Nick Curran in Basic Instinct, as well as Romancing the Stone, Traffic, and Wonder Boys. Hello? <laughs> Michael was at his home in New York City when I visited with him. He's worked with everyone from Oliver Stone to Curtis Hansen to Steven Soderbergh. In 1987, he worked with British director Adrian Lyne on Fatal Attraction. Douglas says Lyne was one of the best. He was great, and he has a great knack and talent for that. And I remember, you know, when Glenn and I, when we were doing Fatal Attraction, and we had the scene in the kitchen, well, the first time we were kind of going at it, got her up on the kitchen sink and so he did a, a take on that and, and he said well that was that was wonderful love that was just great what could we do i think uh, and glenn would say well maybe i can take the water and i can stick my wet fingers in his mouth yes. lovely lovely yes, lovely lovely how of... many of your fingers can you, <laughs> grab his mouth? you get all of your fingers into his mouth darling <laughs> exactly i'd love to see so that he, he was great he was great. i love his uh, films and a lot of fun every day he said well the only i said i should get little in shape this picture no 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 you're a new york lawyer this yes. should look good just the way you are yes. and in about three weeks jeez michael michael you look like orson welles <laughs> he said, he said, 
but that's that favor they love to shoot that down angle you know and we all look better with the camera yeah. above our sure, eye line sure. and the they get raise that camera yeah yeah don't you drop they that camera all, you yeah. yeah when you work now what's it been like for you now in terms of uh, you show up and you're pretty facile at getting there emotionally in terms of how you want to play it and is it more technical for you yeah someone early on in my career told me you know the camera can always tell when you're lying Ooh, i was like the camera can tell when i'm lying so i used Thank to god, method, so I I used date to, with me last night <laughs> good god well i used to method it up i got to be truthful one day i said wait a minute I lie every day. I said, but he the and I lie. can tell if you're <laughs> lying, not yeah, me. Not me, exactly. I'm different. I'm talented. <laughs> right, exactly. What's acting about except lying? Yeah. That freed me up a whole lot when I realized uh, that. But the last 10 years, the biz has changed uh, dramatically. The technical part is, is definitely... Um, yeah, to me now, it's all, you know, where's my light? Where's the camera? Raise that camera. I used to say, well, we got to have a clean take. And I got to burn one great connected master. Now I'm like, we're going to do four pickups of this line. And it's so technical to me now. It's unbelievable. I learned that a lot from actually from Jack Nicholson on, on Cuckoo's Nest. I was watching, you know, the it, it's editing. You do sometimes take after take. And then you go, sometimes look at the dailies and you see how minute the differences are. And then they can judiciously edit. I mean, I was working with some people early on because I didn't know better. And I was looking at people and I'd say, my God, when they watch the dailies of this, they're going to really be unhappy because this person's as boring as you could possibly imagine. They're not doing anything. And that was my sin because I felt like I always had to be acting or, you know, or, or doing something. And I guess my question is, sometimes you go to work and you, gotta, you know what you want to do. What do you do when you go to a movie and the director has nothing to offer you? He's really just a traffic cop pointing a camera. My feeling is with movies, I mean, first of all, you get a good part. And the gecko is a great part, you know? And sometimes you get a good part. And, and a, lot of, a lot of pictures I've done where I'm in every single scene and I'm carrying the plot line and somebody else has got the colorful good part. But I, I always think that if, you, if the picture's cast properly or if you're cast right, I never expect to hear much from a director. You don't? No. The world is so different now. I've got people walking up to me all the time quoting some of the most corrosive lines from Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. They think it's good to talk about the kind of thuggishness of the sales industry when I say, you know, coffee is for closers and you say greed is good. Do you think in our lifetime that that line has changed, greed is good, where people really believe that's true? Well, the affirmation that I got from that villain from that from, community. From that, from, from that community. You know, if I get one more drunken guy from the street going, hey, man, greed is good. You're the man. You're why I got into this business and everything. I go, hey, you know, That's I, what I, I was get. a villain. I got people walking to me drunk in the lobbies of hotels and they're going, come do that speech for us. I'm in sales, baby. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, you don't get it, man. This is like well, Arthur Miller. We're trying to wake you up. But they're like, no, they yeah. don't get it. No, they, they love the accoutrements and, and, uh, and you spoke well. What is your relationship to going to the movies now? Yeah, I'm really embarrassed to say this, but I'm not a movie goer. I don't see many movies. Why? Um, I waste so much time watching news and sports. Uh, I love watching sports. But you know, I can't tell you how it's going to end. 
My problem with movies, you know, is you get halfway through a movie, and eh, da, 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 da. you see, I was right. I love making movies, but I'm really bad, Alex, when it comes to um, seeing them. When you were younger, did you always sense you were headed in this direction in some way? No, I never. That? I never thought I was. I mean, probably a lot of it was resentment as a young kid. My folks getting divorced and both of them being actors, but I never even thought about doing this at all. And I said I was a, like a junior in college. What were you dreaming of doing back then? Nothing, really. I was a hippie, you know. And I mean, in the early 60s, and they took me into the vice chancellor's office. I mean, you're in your third year of college, and you're not in a major. And I'm like, all right, so I guess, you know, drama should be easy. You know, I got both parents. I hung around. My mother was in, did a lot of theater, and so I hung around there. But it was not something I dreamed about. But the success you have now came in stages. When you were younger and you did your early films, you were what you said, the gentle young man. Right. But I wonder in your case, because you eventually played a very tough, very powerful actor on film. So do you think when you were younger, you pulled your punches because you didn't want to step on what you thought was your dad's territory? You didn't want to well, be compared to him? First of all, you look at his career. He played the sensitive young man for his first six or seven pictures until he did a movie called The Champion. I just think I was just trying to define who I am because the one problem about being second generation is, you know, half of me is made up of my father's genes. My mother, Diane, is an actress too, but not as well known. So when you see behavioral or mannerisms that are like your father, feel like it takes away from your individuality, right? And it's sort of like, oh, earlier on, I just was trying to find out who I was and being a nice guy was a way of pleasing everybody. But the truth be told, a villain's the best way to go. Yeah. Playing a bad guy uh, is better lines, it's more colorful. Audiences vicariously love you because a lot of times everything that they want to do in real life, but they can't do what you can do in the movies. Contrarily, women... It's taken them so much longer to be comfortable in playing the villains. I mean, I look back to I was producing Cuckoo's Nest and all the actresses that turned down the part of Nurse Ratched right. because they didn't want to play a villain. Louise Fletcher, Louise Fletcher. gets she an Oscar. It. Yeah, you know, for playing it well. I, when I went to Strasbourg, the acting school, we did a gender-reversed production of Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, really? And the girl was McMurphy. Oh, and all the inmates were females, and I was Nurse Ratchet as a man. Ah, that's a great idea. Is your relationship with your dad more father-son now, or is it more two great colleagues in motion picture history? No, it's more father-son. It is. It's more father. I mean, he's 94 years old. I'm, I'm just so proud of him. And, you know, he wasn't a great dad as in the prime as an actor he was like a lot of us were consumed with his career for him it really started when he had his helicopter accident when he was 70 with a friend's helicopter and they hit a aerobatic plane and the when they were taking off and the people in the aerobatic plane crashed and died instantly and the helicopter dropped about 40 feet and he just was black and blue started him on this, you know, why am I alive and this 18-year-old student pilot and the instructor dead. So he started getting back into his religion, reading the Talmud, reading the Old Testament, working with a rabbi, and has become a much more spiritual person. And I look to him with all of the great things that he's achieved in his acting career. 
uh, and producing career, which a lot of people don't really realize how much he produced. I am in so awe of him in the third act of his life. And I'm 66 now, and, and I think of him being 70 and what he's accomplished between 70 and 94, which is about nine books. Called him last week. The housekeeper said he's down at the office. What the hell are you doing down at the office? You know, he says, well, I'm just finishing the edit of my last book. You got another book, Dad? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what else? He says, well, I got a book on sculptures. He says, wow, that's, 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 that's good, Dan. That's really good. You know, so he's he, he's on. So I, I look at him much more um, as a father now because I'm, you know, much less competitive with him. What did he do to you or not do for you, the positive or the negative, that you've passed on to your children? The negative is you got to watch your quick temper. You think you had a temper like your dad? No. No, I didn't have yeah, one quite. Few people. <laughs> few people. Few people did. Few people. I mean, there was, yeah. there was a reason why yeah, you saw the Mitch Yeah, I said right. I think I realize now, because he's a white Russian Jew, you know, uh, Belarus and all of that. And, and he was pissed off at his death. He, well, that and also he saw how much anti-Semitism there was in the world because people would talk to him because they didn't know he was a Jew. How much? Mr. Douglas, please come sit down. <laughs> yeah, nice right. to be in the club. Well, none of those people right. around, is it? Exactly. He would see that. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Because he changed his name. He's not no longer Danielovich. I you think, didn't have as bad a temper as him. Not not as bad. I mean, I've I've learned to to monitor it or Me be too. be aware of it. You you have a short handle. I, I used to. I'm yeah. a lot better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't care as much. That right. was the trick. There's things that you can't control. Was that God grant me the serenity sure. to accept the things I cannot change and the courage yeah. to change the things I can, the wisdom to know the difference, right and it's on. true. Mine was even worse. It was even more narcissistic. I was just angry because nobody else cared about it, whatever it was, it was. as much as I did. I wonder, what was your relationship like with your mom in terms of your career? What would she, you and she talk about? Did she have a lot to say to you about the business and what she thought about what you did? You seemed very geared toward making your dad yeah. proud. Well, my mother's English background. She was not so much in the business. She's she's very bright and was probably more politely critical of me as an actor. It was not bad, not bad. Okay. What did you get from your mother? Um, what of your mother is in you? Diplomacy. Uh, the guy that could produce films. I think Jack Lemmon said it when we were doing China Syndrome. He said. Michael, he said, he hits you with a thousand powder puffs, you know. It takes that to produce. Yeah. To be able to massage people and work with them and get yeah, rather, top people Yeah, rather than together. confrontational, you know, it, it really does to try to get people in that way. And I think she has that. I think my father has made it more difficult for himself in his confrontational and his anger, you know, in his career. The positive side of Kirk is a sense of tenacity and stamina. My son is a cross-country runner now. Your son's? My 10-year-old son, 10-year-old. Dylan. Yeah. Dylan. Dylan, right. right. You're doing this now with 10 years old? Yeah, he's a yeah. He's already started track aficionado? Yeah, about his, about his track stuff. And your older son has had his problems. What's been your relationship with your son's alcoholism and drug addiction? Um, I think there's a certain genetic part. And I think as far as drug addiction, you know, your peer group plays a huge part of that. I'm of the belief that, you know, at 13, 14 years old, as a parent, you've lost a lot of your influence. Uh, They're by taking your, their signals from other people. From other people and by their peer group. 
that triggers and starts it off. And then in my oldest son's case, there was no end until he was incarcerated. Um, I think secrets play a part in this, in the fact that whether it's a bad marital relationship that you're trying to keep from your children and the tension is there and you're not really kind of up front. I mean, this go around, I'm finding myself much more honest with my seven-year-old daughter than I ever thought I would be. Also, just because of what they have access to. I mean, just watching Glee, uh, which, is, which is our family night. You know, I don't know why I'm so surprised, but I am. I'm looking at it, and, and they're watching, you know, right or wrong without, without any kind of ratings on it, you know, two boys kissing each other and uh, all that, besides the gay actually physically seeing things in a free-for-all. And it's a little, a little different. So I, I think that in, in that way, um, uh, trying to get, this, get rid of his, or not, not keeping as many secrets. Isn't it funny how people, men in particular, who have, I don't want to put this delicately, who have played near the third rail, sexually speaking, right are very sensitive about that when right. their children are growing up. They're like, no, no, don't oh, need to yeah. watch that. Yeah. I mean, your yeah. dad has that great line. My son was sent to rehab for sex addiction. He thought, <laughs> what? Well, I didn't realize, realize that was a problem. problem. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I know he loves that. How much did you inherit that? Which is, this is what men are supposed to do. Um, probably Before your bit. current marriage. <laughs> Probably, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm watching, I mean, my father's been very fortunate, his second wife, um, Anne, who's uh, French, and they've been married 56 years, I think, and has a different, had a different attitude earlier on. He was a rascal. More from my conversation with Michael Douglas is coming up in a minute. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Here's the Thing. Mother's Day is coming, and Mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get Mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get Mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. 
Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Alec Baldwin. Here's the thing. I'm talking with Michael Douglas at his home in New York City. So you've been sick. What was your relationship to cancer before you had cancer? How was it in your life, family, friends? Never really, uh, nothing. My, my, my father, remember, had a little skin thing. My mother had, again, a slight skin issue, but no real history of it. wasn't an event it. in your life when no, you were No, no. And then what did you find out? How did well, yours play I, out? Well, I actually was right after I finished the Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, my throat was a little sore and I thought maybe it was from, you know, like from tension from the part where you haven't placed your voice, where you're swallowing your words and you're, you're speaking from the back of your throat. I had a little bit of a, uh, like a sore gum and so I saw doctors, thought it was some sort of sore and I had antibiotics, this and that. And then, you know, I lived with it and went on for another couple of months your your general practitioner then sends you to experts. I go to an ear, nose, and throat guy and a periodontist and this and that. And another round of antibiotics. And then I went away for the summer and I came back and I was in Canada. And I called and said, listen, something's going on here. All right, something is really going on here. So how, long, went, how much time has passed since you first found Now we're in August. And I first went to him in January. So it's almost more than half a year. Yeah, half a year. Finding an ear, nose, and throat doctor at a Jewish hospital in Montreal, Quebec. And he literally opened my mouth and he took a tongue depressor. And I'll never forget that moment when he looked up at me and looked back down. I knew. And he said, well, I guess we're going to have to take a biopsy. I said, a biopsy of... He said, well, there's a, a polyp here. Roof and of your mouth, gum line? My, and it was on my tongue. Two days later, he called me back in and said, uh, you got cancer for for head and neck uh, cancer. Uh, the best place was Sloan Kettering. And I went down and, and within a week and found out that it was stage four, which is the maximum. So seven weeks of radiation and chemo. The reality is with all the doctors that I could have here in New York, if I had been checked back in January for head and neck cancer, 
this could have all happened a lot early. And the thing with cancer is you want to get it as early as you can. Because I want to mention that I came to this door, to your home here in New York, fully expecting you to look, I'm going to be very honest with you, not as great as you look now. You look pretty damn good. I really. I went to Costa Rica for a week, Alec. Right I got now. to go to Costa Rica. You're you working. Look your normal self. You look fantastic. Well, thank you. I lost a little bit of weight to help I mean, out, but you, know, you got a job. I don't. Job, I, I got a job. The one, the one advantage of this is uh, uh, you know, I'm deciding I'm taking the rest of this year easy. Enjoy my family and uh, just take her easy. Now, you had kids. You had your son's 10. Right. So you had your son when you were how old? 56. God, I love that. Should I have more kids? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean... At I, this very moment, the door I opens. Think, uh, I think, here's my daughter. Wait a Please minute. This is, this is, Wait a minute. This is Karis. Hello. Karis, welcome to Alice. Hello to Alice. Karis was coming home from school, and she jumped into the chair next to her dad's. Has she seen a couple of your films, at least? I have hardly any movies that she can see. Jewel and I... And um, the other one, The Stone thing. Romance, Romance in the Stone. Those are like my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? <laughs> That's I so love cool. you. When I, first, <laughs> when I first saw it, I was just like... Well, because a long time, she didn't really know what I did. You know, she knew Mommy because of Chicago and all that. Sure. Mommy was an actress. The I longest know, time, he didn't know. I once said to my, my friend, said, what does your dad do for a living? And I said, he makes pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like... I want to go to your house. I love pancakes. Michael Douglas will be flipping pancakes for a few more months before he begins filming the lead role in Liberace. Matt Damon will be his lover. Liberace was a lovely guy. I mean, the truth, I haven't played a lot of nice guys. When my dad was uh, in his prime, Kirk, as, as an actor, there were good guys and bad guys, black hats and white hats. And not over-analyzing it, but I think the Vietnam War had a lot to do with kind of redefining right. about, well, you know, we thought we were good, and then it was seen in a different light and some of the situations that we're in now. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Here's the Thing. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.